2: simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today.
1: This This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
3: They sent no intro. Windy didn't do a youth update. They got the mic working, but it
0: was the wrong one. And they couldn't work out how to plug a power lead in. So it cuts out at the end. Still, it is funny.
1: It's the fight in. It's the fight in. It's the fight in. It's the fight
4: in. A camo fight
0: No. It's season five, episode twenty six of the Fighting Cock Podcast. And we've made it we've got the mic working and we're here and hour, now an hour,
5: almost an hour and a half after we we started to prepare we're recording absolutely shambolic those
4: those <laughs> those miners in Chile don't know what this is like <laughs> at all this is this is real pain but,
3: i I haven't seen tears His his face was just like, you don't need this today the
5: sickening thing is when Flav listens back to this he'll be laughing because he I mean He just proves we need we need him. We need him. We need him. It's
4: like Sir saying Littlefinger, isn't it? A little bit, you know. Like you know, got him, got him on a little short leash. Yeah, I've not seen (laughs) this look in T's eyes since he left his shoe on the train in
0: Manchester. Oh,
4: just, just stress, just depression, but I'm I'm fine now. We got. Anyway,
0: we got some squad rotation today. Flav is away on uh, business, or as I call it, drumming up support for his Trippier for England campaign. He's knocking on doors up north. Um, I'm here with podcast stalwart T. Hello. Podcast prodigy, su- prodigal son, rather spooky. Acceptable. And podcast regional correspondent Alex from Bristol. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, all <laughs> yeah, the way up the I'll take that. Yeah. Right, Who fine.
5: will also answer any questions on the on Skins, the TV
0: series. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking and, hate you. <laughs> and I'm Wendy, as you may have guessed. Standing in for Flav at the request of the people who uh, mostly... (laughs) Can I
3: just say about this request of the people, right, is that they haven't... If you're wondering why Rick's not here, it's been a late substitution, but the people haven't had a chance to vote for me, so if you you would have voted for me,
0: (laughs) tell us. Do you know what? Most of the people did want Ricky, and uh, someone tweeted at me, basically, pick Windy, almost by default, because then he's... He's not there to spoil the bants amongst the panel. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks for that. I do feel a <laughs> bit really restricted. Really
4: boosted my confidence there. <laughs> anyway, how, you, how are you all? Um, I'm not bad. I'm, I'm recovering from um, from Colchester. That was a was an okay away day. I mean, we'll talk about them in a bit. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm recovering from, from Colchester.
5: You do sound and look battered. Mm. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you know, no, confirming what you're, you're
4: telling
0: everyone. you want a Leo Sayer tea.
4: It all there. Yeah, it was, it was, it was actually. A, the train left um, Liverpool Street at 20 past nine and can um, in the train, beers in the pub, nice. <laughs> beers in the ground. Any sandwich lunches? No. Do you know what, though? There was a lady outside a betting shop wearing an Arsenal shirt knowing that we were playing Costa that day, so, you know, I think yeah. um, bad things should happen to her.
3: <laughs> I, uh, I had a weekend of DIY, so, but I didn't realise we kicked off at quarter one. I was still in IKEA at like ten past twelve, proper so fire. I had to tell her that we were um, kicking off at half twelve, and like we had a proper argument. I mean, you, any IKEA car park is like a moony mass moony divorce anyway, but we had a proper argument because I was like, hey, "You've got a game. Go- You're gonna let me down. I told you we got to be back for half 12, And we had I was horrible to her the whole way and we got into the pub just at like twenty five past. I was like, "Well, I've got something to tell you, Kick off at I had uh, to give us a little fifteen minutes buffer <laughs> to uh, make sure you get it on time, and she was not
4: happy. <laughs> this is a whole different side of you. Yeah, are you when, monster.
3: Yeah, when Spurs are playing, I got—I know her. She's she dawdles so I've got to have a little fifteen-minute buffer to make sure that she's a man in control. Stuff. Yeah, spooky.
5: How you doing, mate? I'm all right. I, I've just actually remembered that um, I'm, I'm really hoping I don't have an accident on the way home and I'm taken to hospital because my feet are covered in uh, nail polish and glitter. <laughs> And an assortment of different colours because my daughter was painting my feet yesterday, as you do on a Sunday afternoon. And uh, I forgot to to wipe it all off. Forgot. Forgot. Actually, I haven't really. I quite like it. Is that why you're wearing flip flops? (laughs) 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 -flops. Glittery feet. You know, as you do. I I can pull it off. I can pull it
0: off. And I mean, I have to tell you, I've had a horrific journey in. Um, I have to tackle the A40 and the A406, which is no fun. But for some reason, I was listening to Talk Sport all the way. It oh. was Adrian Durham and Harry Redknapp. Oh. oh God! Oh, God. I mean, Why would you do that? I, don't, I kind Seven of had this. Of once I'd started it, I felt like I couldn't stop. But it was horrific. They were talking about John Terry. They were talking about Redknapp's transfer deadline day signings, and they had the Moose on there. Now, obviously, I'm not one to talk when it comes to nicknames. But if you're known as the Moose, I think something's gone wrong in your life. It's not <laughs> a good nickname, and you need to drop it. I haven't listened to it. For ages. But we made it, and we've got the mic set up, and we're here. So onwards and upwards, lads. Got a few questions from listeners to start off with. Um, for example, do you feel the pressure of stepping into Flav's shoes or couldn't you give a fuck? Which is from colyard 15 on Twitter. I don't know what to say to that, really. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to think there's no pressure, but. Obviously, there is. I mean, Flav's gone on to do bigger and better things than this. He's he's faced Oh,
5: whoa, whoa! He's done a bit of a Vinny Samway, to be fair.
0: It's it's kind of like the Spurs striking situation. He's Harry Kane, and there's no adequate backup. I mean, I've got I've got some transferable skills, much like Son, much like Chadley, but not the real deal. I'm
5: not going to lead the line by myself. I need you boys here. Oh, my God. When he when he listens back to this, he's going to die in an orgasm of spunk that will... We're fine, we've got, we've got a host,
3: we've got f- f- three, four people on, the mic's working, there's beers.
4: If the sound is a bit off this week, we can only apologise. I don't know what we're doing, really. Yeah, just... OK.
3: But I think we're all right, we don't
5: need any pressure. No, we from... know what we're doing from one <laughs> week to the next anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dan Arlington from Reddit says, With Flav not about, what's the one thing you, Windy Coys, want to get off your chest about him arguing without him arguing back? And I thought about that, and there's not really... I mean, Flav's he's normally pretty fair. The one thing that, that's... It's wound me up from day one and it's, uh, it's been really dragging me down. It's Levy, not Levy. It's Levy, Flav, Levy. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, I mean, the secrets in the word leave. Like if he was to leave Spurs, he'd be Daniel Levy. But or then he'd have, was a, to have not a, leave Spurs, have a He'd be Daniel, a. not Levy. It's Levy, not okay. Levy.
5: Okay. There you Fair go. Enough. I, I had a, an argument with a, a nine year old yesterday over uh, playing a game on the PlayStation and I said it's a beater he goes, no, it's a beta. <laughs> no, it's a beta. It's a beta. Well, what do you say, router or router? And he said, router. You're not fucking American, son. <laughs> Gave him a slap, and that was the end of that. <coughs> it was good good parenting. Not my kid. Oh, right. Just a random kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As you do, talk to a random kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a random
4: kid. <laughs> anyway, Colchester, a routine win. It was like a training session. Um, the game wasn't very memorable. Um, I mean, the bloke who um, I think had a convulsion earlier, and I think he's okay now, thankfully. That was um, horrible. Wasn't it? I, yeah. I, I, as I go to the ground, and I saw was on the floor. As then he, uh, when I took the phone, I realised that um, that's to be badly. But he, thankfully, he's okay. Mm. But um, as for the game itself, I don't think we learned a lot about Tottenham. Really, um, we were just levels above them, and uh, and the game bore that out.
3: They've they've conceded something like I think they've conceded more goals than anyone else
4: in sixty odd goals. I yeah,
3: think. it's and it, it showed. I think really we could have been. Four, five, up within the first you know half hour. Really, it was uh, it was relatively straightforward. But then that's what you want from cup ties like this. I mean, ever uh, asking for Spurs to give us a performance where we don't have to sit and panic and be Spursy in inverted covers. Uh,
5: you know, it was professional and done a good job. That's exactly it. I remember be be finding every FA Cup tie away from home against a, a lower league team is a stressful. Occasion because you actually believed we, we could get knocked out mm. because you you knew that the teams would be up for it because they could smell the fear that the Spurs teams of old used you know used to just have as an aura uh, around them and and to go there and like T said not play that well not have to play that well comfortably win turn it on in patches enough quality to to, to, to score and go comfortably ahead I mean this is the new Tottenham. You know, and it's crazy that we say that. Really basic things that other clubs have been doing for years. Mm -hmm. When we do, we get excitable. We get excitable for a reason because we haven't really been this professional before, and it's a good, it's a good thing. I enjoyed it. I was never, I was ironing at the time, a true (laughs) hardcore supporter. (laughs) And it was like I was watching, like, what did you say, like exhibition match, like like friendly. Yeah, and, and no disrespect to Colchester, but they weren't a team that could. Upset us anyway. Basically, based on their form, mm. it was never going to be one of those occasions. I mean, a bloke on Football Weekly
4: made a very good point. He said um, <clears> the <throat> reason why there's less shocks now is because everyone everyone's is on the same standard. Like in, in years gone by, I mean, the famous Hereford v Newcastle one, the pitch was an absolute quagmire, and, and that pitch would be a leveler. But these days, they have got even lower league clubs with decent pitches, so it's not it's nothing that we're not really used to. I
0: mean, we were, we were slightly fortunate in the fact that their, their centre-backs, one of whom I think has won their player of the year for the last two seasons, they, they ran into each other in the second minute mm. and both had to be substituted. So that is insanely yeah. unlucky. Yeah. Um, and it was obvious when, when Eastman um, in particular was off getting treatment before we came back on briefly, I mean, they were completely shambolic at the back and we, were, we looked like scoring every time we went forward. And the fact that we didn't was more down to luck than anything else. Mm. When he came back on, I thought they actually got quite... They got organised briefly and they looked quite compact. But then he had to go off eventually. I presume he had concussion after what was a pretty nasty clash yeah. of heads. And and they were... Um, I mean, the centre-backs that came on did well. One of them was very young, one of them was a left-back, and they did adequately. But they couldn't keep us out. And um, It was inevitable when we were going to score. We, we could have had four or five more goals and there are some articles online saying that it was one of our sloppier performances of the season and we didn't play very well but let's be honest we could have scored what seven or eight goals in that and no one would yeah. have really cared
4: but I think um also at this stage of the season that's the sort of game we want as, as Alex said Um we don't really want any injuries and no one really extended themselves too much and um, we've got a very busy February coming up and we came to the game unscathed so you can't really ask for more
3: Chadley as well. I thought you know, the fantastic finish for the first goal. People were saying about you know the rest of the goals being lucky and deflections and what have you. But it, that's that's part of it. You know, the part of the fact that Dyers taken up that space on the edge of the box. He's pushed himself forward. We've gone with intent. He's taken a shot and all right, it's a deflection.
5: But but we've earned that luck almost to to a degree. Yeah, to look at Lampard for Chelsea. <clears> How <throat> many deflections has he got? Just because you're, you're you're getting in that position to have a go. Yeah.
3: I think, I thought it was. I genuinely was. One, it was one of those games where you can just sit back and go. You know what? We got this. Even if it was like one nil in the last I minute, mean, I'd still I still have those comf- that confidence these days to go. You know what?
0: We're fine. We're fine. Chadley's now scored or assisted six of our last eight goals in all competitions, according to Opta Joe, which is quite impressive for a player who's been out for a long time. and And he's always struck. He's struck me as someone who does take a while to get up to speed. So he's done. He, he's kind of. It's taken me by surprise. It's come in mm. and done
5: so well. I think as well. I, I think it's credit to the conditioning and the training. Mm. It's really difficult to, you know, we we make these assumptions about um, why certain players are on the fringe and and you know what actually happens in the train on the training pitch. It's quite evident now that what happens is very high standard training and conditioning because. Not only just physically, but mentally, these players are, key, are retaining focus. They're thinking, I haven't played for months. Okay, he was injured. I haven't played for a while. But if I'm called upon, I've got to go out, go out there and do a, a job. And when they're called upon, they're capable of doing a job because he's got, them, he's got them at a standard that's good enough to make an impact. And, mm. and we've seen it with Dembele. You thought for a long time he was linked... And then again, it's all bullshit most of the time. He was going to leave, and, and you thought. Sunderland at one point, you remember? Yeah. Well, he, he always never he never quite looked the part in the Spurs team. He, he was very talented, layered, but he was never in the right position. And then he's come into the team, and now it's like new contract, he's our best midfielder. Mm. And you think, what the fuck is going on? How shit have we been? Like, on, on, on a management, a player management, and a coaching level, You know, is this the first time we've had this standard of professionalism from top to bottom with the football side of it? And and, and yeah, you know, this is the reason why I'm permanently erect. And I don't give a shit with all the other shit that that happens that's going on at the minute with the uh, deadline day. You know, I I look at the Spurs team, it's early days, we haven't even. Oh, Oh, I dropped the mic there, you know, (laughs) prematurely dropped the mic. It's all right. Keep going. I'll, yeah, I'll no, that's out. it. I'm, I'm just it's it, it, it's it's good that someone like Chadley, even with his extra pudding around his belly, can can come into the team and and perform and 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 have an impact. What did you not think about the team selection? Because I mean, I think a lot of people
0: expected more rotation.
5: Kane should have been rested. I think we could have re- we could have just not played him at all. That's that was my main. I think that was a main gripe. Yeah. So Eric
0: Dyer team? as well was the other one that you could argue needed a game off um he i mean it 's different playing at center back it 's a lot less intense. You can get by playing that role without being involved in, in too much in the game, so it was kind it was it was a game off of sorts for Dyer, but i kind i felt like we could have made more changes had we wanted to and still got
4: through yeah um it's one of those where i 't know is, is it safety first um I think with um Vertonghen injured I think it probably was right to to arrest toby from from that point of view um so I'm not remember what the team was <laughs> the thing
3: is you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't yeah, exactly. if, if, if we'd gone 1-0 down within the first 15 minutes through someone's golfer backside then the, you know social media for example would have, would have been a hell hole you know so it's just one of those side of things that look, get the job done and, and go for it. I think it doesn't matter now regardless and, and, the, you know I mean? and,
5: and to be honest we're quite um, he, he, I mean we, we contradict generally as, a, as supporters when we see a team for a cup game we're like why isn't he playing the strongest team so we can get rid like the Leicester the first Leicester game and and and, and, and the FA Cup has changed a lot. I think there's this unwritten rule where Premier League clubs play under strength teams. And they both know they're going to do it. Like the even in the League Cup with Arsenal, it was like a mix and match. And with this game, we could have played an even weaker team. Maybe we could have yeah. left Kane and Dyer on the bench, and I think we would have we would have got through it. Or the.
4: But, the next round is sandwiched by the Fiorentina and in the game. Mm. So I think that would be a touch of our squad more so than in February is quite a busy month as it is. But I think today with the luxury of,
5: um, well, on Saturday with the luxury of maybe,
4: I, I don't know. I mean, what were the complaints about the team? I didn't really see any complaints about. about it's the always team.
5: complaints about the team. It's impossible to. to,
3: to I make. Mean, I don't think so. I think it was right. But like I said, hindsight side of things, if it had been a, a moody 1 0, then they'd gone, you know what, it's the right decision. So. Yeah, it goes from there. The next round, it's nice that we've got a home draw in the next round as well, is um, is is key, I think. Particularly in the fifth round, I think it's always really key to have a home run, a home tie.
4: Yeah, and, and as I said as well, it's sandwiched by the Europa League games, so we've got three very important games in the space of a week which can um, shape the rest of our season. One other thing I wanted to briefly touch on was the, um,
0: the sort of unfair, I felt, reaction and reception of Bentaleb and Carroll on social media, especially at half-time. I mean neither of them had a very good first half but I was thinking about this to myself and that's the dual sort of the double pivot I hate to say it because people hate that phrase but the double pivot is is one of those areas where if you change both players at once it's very difficult because they've got a very specific robotic role in this Spurs side where one drops in amongst the centre-backs one drops to full-back to try and transition us from from back to front and if you're not playing that role regularly, it's not easy to stay switched on and know when to drop in and, and move back into midfield at the perfect time. And Benton's been out for a long, old while. He doesn't seem himself. He looks like he's struggling for confidence and kind of over, overcompensating with some risky passes and touches, which we didn't see from him before. Hmm. Um, and it's it's going to take time for him to get back up to speed. So I've, I kind of felt a bit sorry for him.
3: Sometimes I think against the lower league teams as well, you get, you get players, particularly in that middle of the park, that, that cheat. And when you say anyone that's played football, or even Mar like you know, Sunday League eleven aside football, you know the type of players that are cheap but don't do their work coming back. You know, usually it's wide men, but you get that in the middle of the park in lower leagues. Mm. So it's difficult to know when to stay and when to go, even when you're a better player, and you'll see better players go down divisions and not stand out because they're having to make those decisions that they wouldn't normally have had have had to make because because of the not. Almost of the laziness of other players, and that's sometimes what happens when you go against these lower league teams. I think you would have seen it against, um, funny enough, the the Portsmouth and Bournemouth game, the first half in Portsmouth, is exactly the problem that Bournemouth had. They didn't know what to do because the Portsmouth fans weren't doing what a normal Premier League or a Championship team would do in terms of their work going forward and backwards. So, like I say, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't sometimes.
4: Um, Spurgeon made a good point about Dembele, um, him being almost out of the team and now being one of the most important players. um, I think Ben Bentaleb could become this towards the end of the season. There's so many games to go. Um, he'll have plenty of time to um, to improve his own game. Um, with um, you know, with games come confidence, and I think he'll. I think we'll see more of him before the end of the season, and he'll, and he will improve.
5: I, I think it might also be like a psychological <coughs> thing because he was the the bright light of our midfield, uh, and de- deservedly so because he, he's, he's he's a talent. We we know what he's like when he's on form. And he's had a few injuries, and the Spurs landscape has changed Hmm. dramatically. And it is a lot more competitive now. Now, you might, some people might be thinking, well, maybe he hasn't got the temperament for it. Maybe he's another player like other players that have left the club that haven't got enough about them to go, you know what, I'm going to fight for my place. I'm not going to be impatient. We don't know. I mean, I'm just, that's bullshit. I don't know anything about the guy's character. I do know, though, that he's (coughs) mature beyond his age because when he was thrown into the team, with no tactical discipline, really. We just put in the middle of, of the, the, the the midfield and just told to go out there and play. And he still made, you know, he still took it on the chin and, 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 and made and made it that role he, his own. That tells me he does have the temperament, but he's looked really, really shaky. And, I, and that has got to be him not being a hundred percent sharp and possibly just a bit wary that he's got he's going to have to really, like take his game to another level. Yeah, as when to, he says, it's just
3: overcompensate, over keen to make sure yeah. he's doing well and be, and be seen to do well in terms of, I'm sure, the staff, but probably in the eyes of the
0: fans as
4: well. And mm-hmm. you know? they got Delhi Ali as well. <laughs> exactly, yeah.
0: But like T says, there's enough games left in the season for Bentaleb to get his fair share and, and hopefully we'll see him become the, the player that he was last year when he was on top form and um, and, and go from strength to strength because he has got undoubted talent. I mean, the only other thing I've, I thought we should touch on was the, um, the Sol Campbell song. Did you, I don't know if you have got, you guys heard about this, the, the threats of... Well,
3: we, I mean, you were there. Yeah,
4: I mean, mean. Um, I don't know if it's a J.D.A. and Askham or Pulse, or, Pulse, or one of those two songs. When um, I mean, these songs have been around for a while, um, and it's resurfaced, I think the Leicester away game was when they kind of um, came to the fore. Um, apparently, you can be thrown out for singing that or the um, Soul Soul song. Yeah. Um, on Saturday, from what I saw, there was a lot of self-policing in that. People are singing it, but it never really got going. People are like, you know, just shut up. You know, what are we singing about him for? Yeah. So, um, I mean, it's, a just, it's just a very weird game. The way that, I mean, from the fans to the game itself. Um, I would rather us not have to sing about him. But I'm not going to say I don't participate in those chants at all. But mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather we didn't have to sing about him. Yeah, I think,
3: the, the... I must admit, the, the Jelly and Ice Cream <laughs> song is not a particular favourite of mine and mm-hmm. nor is the um, uh, nor did the other one that we all know, know about I mean the one why uh, uh, oh so why you that yeah. one that's I, I don't <coughs> see too much of an issue again I'm the same with you I don't see why we're really singing about him personally it's someone that I every time I see on television read his name hear someone say his name genuinely gives me a horrible feeling in my stomach so I don't really want to have to say his name when I don't have to so I don't really get but I've I've no I've no real feelings about it either way, to be honest, I've got to be honest.
4: I think um there's a lot of songs that we send that kinda for criticism. Um and something that a little bit of a trend is that there'll be one game and a song will take off. So last season we played Sheffield United in the semi and everywhere we go wasn't you know, right at its peak then. And every other game we've tried to recreate it. it's not quite worked. Mm. But then we beat Arsenal at home and came sort of two guys that took off then. Yeah. And it doesn't work for every game. And um I think maybe the Soul Campbell song will keep going until we play them a month from now. Um as I said I hate him, I can understand why we sing about him and and Arsenal. But um I don't think the song benefits the team and you sing to benefit the team. So from that point of view maybe we, you know, should steer clear of the song. Mm
0: that's it I mean we've done we've done Colchester to death now I mean yeah. we've said a lot about a game in which not a lot happened so let's move on to oh, the two i, got I never got to
5: slag off so can, but I Speaking fucking love the song I'm sorry jelly and ice cream Is <laughs> 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 that it? no <laughs> uh, the only thing I was going to add is that he's an empty shell of a human being I mean he's 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 this what he did was unforgivable and I, and I get why people still want to bring that up but also, I don't think he deserves the attention. So, like T said, it's a bit of a... It's a weird one. The, the song, like a lot of songs that we've got, aren't particularly great or original. I mean, the... the, the uh, Your shit is just low... I, I mean, I don't even know where that's line. come from. It's, it's just... It's, that isn't a Tottenham song. No, it's song. not. No, it's no, not no, that, no, no. Yeah, it's I, everywhere. But we're singing it, so it, it's obviously something that people are finding Ooh. enjoyable, but...
3: I think the particular the soul Campbell thing in particular. I mean, if, if anyone has even seen him, I mean, when he was trying to get a candidacy for London mayor, for example, he did a radio interview that was filmed at the same time, and you just look at it, he's broken. he's it, it's just it's, it's not a it doesn't seem anywhere near the person he used to be. So I don't see why we need to bother he, himself. He broke about, himself
5: when he made the move. Well, Bardy's
3: written a really good uh, piece say, on, on Sol yeah, Campbell, I mean, and you read it and. You, and uh, without giving it away, but essentially he's saying that look, you know the fact that he knows yeah. what he did, yeah, you know, and, and the fact that he'll never—it's him that can't come to terms exactly. with everything else that's happened since. So anyway, let's not talk about him Absolutely. Anymore, yeah. we've, he's Absolutely, yeah, yeah, lovely nice. <laughs>
0: so next up, we've got Norwich and Watford. Two teams who are both struggling to some extent at the moment. I mean, Watford started the season really strongly, but now they're both in the bottom four of the um, form table. So we're playing them both at a pretty good time. I mean, what? How do you see them going? What do you think?
4: Um, it's hard to really say. I mean, I, I thought not to doing okay till I saw their um, their form. Mm. Um, well they've um, they've not won in five games. Um, they concede a lot. Yeah, I mean the 5 four against Liverpool was 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 just insane. Um, but these two games are is very important that, that we win them. And given the way the top of the table is, is getting a bit tighter now. Um, yeah, I think I think the Colchester game was perfect to be before such an important game. And as we came out of the game on unscathed, and I'm confident that we will win tomorrow night.
3: The thing with Norwich is is that they struggled to they struggled to put a ball in the net. And the one time they go and score four, they go and concede five, you know, yeah. so At really, well. yeah, you know, really, that's got, I would have thought, that's got to take it out of you as, as players, you know, you've gone and scored four, and Naismith scoring on his on his debut as well, I mean, I, th- I genuinely think he's a threat, I think he's a half-decent player, Naismith, um, but that's got to take a lot out of the players, that the one time that they go and actually score some goals, they end up conceding, enough, you know, enough to be able to lose the game anyway, and hopefully a quick start. Against that, like, you put one one pass, and I would I would have thought a few heads might drop, um, and it hopefully should be you know something relatively it's straightforward. In, it's
5: imperative that it's max points at these these mm. games, mainly because we're going to play the teams that are up there, yeah, and Chelsea as well at some point soon. I don't know what month that is actually. The, Chelsea. Yeah, you know, we've got City. The game after Watford. So. Well, you see, this is it, and it, and it's almost like you need a bit of a buffer. Uh, actually, it's probably not even the right word for it, but we we can't a full it's it's a difficult one you can say can we afford to drop points you can never afford to drop points and we've dropped a lot and I've said this before if we hadn't dropped those points we would have be top of the league by some margin the fact that we did drop the points means we're not quite good enough in certain areas to be consistent where we're winning more than we're drawing and we're drawing games because we've had deficiencies and imperfections and the rest of it it's now the business end of the season and I'm not, I'm not stressed. I'm, I'm not putting the, the team under any pressure. I want us to do really well. Um, but you look at these two games, and if we really want to be in there at the end, and really sort of get that adrenaline rush, and think, fuck me, we could actually do something here. We've got, to, we've got to be a professional as fuck, and, and win these games. Mm. I'll, I'll let you worry about tactics, selections, whatever else. We might not have a second striker. Do you know, everything could go to shit if Kane gets injured. The usual, the usual sound bites. But looking at the fixture list and the other games coming up, we've got to do it. We've got we need six points out of two games. I, I was just going to say, I, I mean, no, I don't know where, this season in particular.
3: Maybe it's just because the way the league is, and you know, everyone's like, you know, Spurs have actually got an outside chance, and all the rest of it of the title. But I usually previous seasons, I'd look at the next say three, four, five games and go, yeah, doable, get a point, doable, might lose that one. I can't do it this year because the way that the league is you sit and you look at Norwich and you think "All right, that one should be ready but then you look at Watford and you go I ain't got a clue
2: because
3: Watford Watford, I mean the the progression of Leicester this year has really taken a light away from how good Watford have been this year and what they've done and you, you really can't judge it because it is something different every week in this it's league not, at the
5: It's not like I'm looking at those two games and thinking Norwich and Watford. Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to beat them. Mm. We, you know, we, we have a God-given right. We don't have a God-given right. I'm just saying, based on our consistency and the fact that we've played really well throughout the season, win, lose or draw, and we haven't really lost that many, it, we just have to have that mentality that, you know, we have to win and we have to win convincingly
4: but I think you mean to talk about the mentality Um, before we lost to Newcastle we had the the unbeaten run hanging over us and we were drawing all those games Um, since then I don't think we've drawn too many games since then so that just shows our mentality that's a good Um, point and Eric Dyer made a point in an interview I forget where where I read it um, that we're just enjoying it and that's the most important thing "Look, we're just enjoying it we don't feel any pressure we just go out there and play we're a young team we all look out for each other and um I think that'll put us in good stead
5: for some upcoming tough games. Just to touch on something that you said, though, and, and this is the thing that the time when we're living the games week to week and you're living it through social media where you're, you're reading a thousand different opinions, you don't get to appreciate what's actually happening. And at the time that we lost to Newcastle, it was like a, a disaster, completely out of context when you looked at our, the fact that we were unbeaten since the United away away game. But we need that defeat in, with hindsight now because it woke the team up and the coach up and everyone else up to certain things. And as T said, it elevates performances and makes players think we've got to, we've got to find a second killer go. We struggled with it, and then we, we 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 broke out of that. It's similar to what AVB did with the um, late in the game we were conceding late goals, and yeah. then it was it turned on its head. And there's these little character traits that you need to. Discover and sometimes you can only do that by learning harshly, hmm. you know, what would happen if you don't actually sort of implement it. So, well, similar to that stat, I mean, we've got
0: it's four a great s- learning
5: curve, basically.
0: It is, we've got 14 points from losing positions, which is more than any other team. So, there's obviously
5: some resilience in this team. We're king of stats this season as well. <laughs> are we not? No, oh,
3: well, yeah, like, yeah we are. Well, like, at like, least, I'm season, not saying yeah. I'm not proud yeah, yeah, yeah. of that. I'm
5: just saying that every time I see a stat, it's like Tottenham are yeah. top of the- what was it goalkeeping sweeping or something
1: what the fuck yeah is I saw, it? Right. I I saw what one today but every, <laughs> every last five
3: seasons the, pe- the person with the team with the best uh, uh, with the least conceded goals goes on, has gone on to win the title Whoa. <laughs> well you fucking jinxed it now
0: I mean thinking Done. slightly from the, the tactical viewpoint <laughs> Nor- the, the thing that Norwich are good at is, is scoring from crosses oh 15 of the 23 have come from crosses.
5: And that's some weakness, isn't it? That's a slight
0: weakness of ours. And I think maybe that changes somewhat with Vimmer being inside instead of Jan, because mm. I think that's Jan's biggest weakness, is he's defending from crosses and he's marking in the six-yard box from crosses. So perhaps that helps us slightly, but we're going to have to be very switched on and just try and stop the balls coming into the box, which we, we kind of struggled with against Palace because uh, Zaha played so well. But, I mean... Norwich are there for the beating. Only Villa and Sunderland have conceded more goals than them. We should really be beating a team yeah, like Norwich. Yeah. And Watford, although they did start the season really, really well, um, they're struggling at the moment. They're not in a good run of form. They look beatable. Igarlo and Dini, if they don't score, then where are the goals coming from? Um, they've contributed 76% of their goals. So if you keep them quiet, you've, yeah, you've done the hard yeah. work.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um... Knowledge bomb drops. Drop <laughs> the mic. I'm not again. We break it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think against Norwich we might see Ben Davis <clears throat> start that game because I think, um, as I said, we worry about the crosses coming in. Sometimes Rose can, can switch off. I mean, I think Rose is a better better left back, but I think um, I think we'll see a fair bit of rotation between the games. Mm. Definitely.
0: Okay, well, you may have noticed we've not spoken at all about the transfer window yet. And given that that's pretty high on the agenda at the moment, with it being Monday when we're recording, probably Tuesday, Wednesday when you're listening to this, you probably need some kind of therapy. We thought we'd talk about that a little bit in the second half. But first (laughs) up, here comes our new youth experts.
1: Yeah. All right, my lover.
3: Hello, dear listeners. You're probably expecting Flav to do this week's youth update, but as you can probably tell, it's Alex from Bristol. We know, shambles, but back to normal next week, we promise. So here we are with the weekly youth update, looking at our young players and players out on loan. So the loanees, Grant Ward played 90 minutes as Rotherham United lost 4-1 at home to Charlton. Dominic Ball played 90 minutes in midfield as Rangers got a last-minute winner against Falkirk. And Conor Ogilvy played 90 minutes in Stevenage's 2-1 defeat at York. Alex Pritchard has now joined West Bromwich Albion on loan to the end of the season. And Wendy's also heard that Kyle Walker-Peters is going out on loan to League One Chesterfield. Under-18s, so they drew 1-1 away at Leicester. Uh, Dylan Duncan playing in our game. The under-21s, not a good run of form for those for those guys at the moment, lost 2-0 to Liverpool last Monday and then lost 5-2 to Chelsea on Thursday in the Premier League International Cup. Goals from Anton Walks and, uh, and Miller. Uh, Ekio commented afterward that two of those first three goals were gifted to them and by conceding so early, we didn't give ourselves a chance to play our way into the game. We've had warnings, but we didn't learn and as a team, that gave us a mountain to climb. We made a game of it, certainly, in the second half. We had them on the rack at 3-1, and when we got to 3-2, my only thought was that we could go on and get the third goal and perhaps even win it. It was just at the back of my mind, just something telling me that if we stayed fully concentrated, we might just do it. But then the fourth goal ended, any chance of that? we spoke spoken frankly afterwards because it's getting to an important stage now we all make mistakes and players will always make mistakes but it's how these lads react that matters now because the standards are so high there were individuals who showed quality and spirit and some players have performed better than others hopefully those players will respond in the right way and we'll look back at this as an important moment so a few other bits of business if you watch the under-15s Riga Cup coverage you'll see uh, Maurizio Pochettino playing so that's Maurizio's uh, uh, son uh, in the end of 15s. Uh, don't know if he's any good. Uh, I'm guessing probably not. Uh, Velkovic, or Milos Velkovic, sorry, has gone to Werder Bremen for 500 grand uh, plus add-ons. That's going to be one that got away, I'm sure of it. He's a terrific player and it's, uh, it's a real shame we've let him go. I think they're going to have a bargain there. So, questions from Twitter. Rob Derbyshire has asked, can you name three Tottenham youth players? I'm not Flav, mate. I know I'm doing, all right? So, Walks, Miller, and uh, uh, Hayford Haywood yeah one of them uh, Ryan Trails asked him to pronounce <laughs> Zenon Stylianidis and Milos Velkovic done that again not Flav uh, Reese Hitchcock is um, is West Bromwich Albion a good move for Alex Pritchard style of football isn't exactly easy on the eye unlike Brentford so uh I think it was probably my idea. I didn't, as soon as I saw that Pritchard had gone, I thought that was probably going to be a make wait for the Berraginho deal. We know now that that wasn't the case, so I find it a little strange, I must admit. I think Tony Pulis is an awful coach. Uh, don't tend to see a huge amount coming through from him from youth players of development in that way, so uh, I don't particularly think it's a good move, but we shall see. Hopefully he'll, um, he'll come through it uh, a better player. Uh, and Ben Bowman has asked after Milos Velkovic has now uh, left, can you name three other ones that got away? Uh, I'm going to say who we let go. Yeah, Crouchy, he got away, didn't he? But he came back, I suppose. Uh, I've no idea, mate. I've no idea. Probably tweet Windy. If you're interested in more of our young players, follow Windy on Twitter. Uh, or me, actually. Alex from Bristol. You know, I know stuff. So, uh, but Windy's Twitter is Windy Coys. That's Coys for Come On Your Spurs. So,
0: as you may already know,
3: I'm from Brazil.
0: The Fighting Cock supports the campaign against living miserably. 12 men a day commit suicide. It is, in fact, the biggest killer of men aged under 45 in the UK. If you're feeling sad or low, talk to someone. It doesn't have to be someone you know. Calm. have a helpline open from 5pm until midnight. The number is 0808 802 5858. And their web chat is open from 5pm till midnight as well. Visit thecalmzone.net or the Twitter handle is at thecalmzone. OK, at the risk of going a bit me, me, me and just asking myself questions all night, uh, Vidar <laughs> yeah. on Twitter has said, how would John McDermott's new role as technical director affect the club academy? And this is odd. There was some tweets going around about McDermott having a new role at Spurs. Um... There's been no announcement, but as far as I know, this happened before Christmas. So McDermott's job title on the Spurs website is listed as the head of coaching and player development, whereas um, a character called Dean Rastrick is the academy manager now. Um, And like I said, I think this has been something that's been in place since before Christmas, unless it's changed again. And I think it's all to do with since Ramsey and Sherwood and Ferdinand left the club, there was a slight gap um, between the academy and the first team. So... Obviously, Hugo Ekiog is is in charge of the under-21s, but he's very much just a coach or a a sort of matchday leader for them. He doesn't kind of do the old Sherwood link role of, of keeping things ticking over, sending them out on loan and monitoring their progress. So I sort of see this as a bit of a promotion for McDermott in terms of him now having control of the full academy as well as that old Sherwood role of being the link between the academy and the first team.
3: Who would decide that? Who's like the boss of that? That would then decide that right. Dean's going to get that gi- that gig. John's going to get this promotion. Is, you know, Potch involved with that, or would that be more of coming from a director? Of, I mean, Poch, you know, d- of Paul Mitchell.
0: No, I, I would. I don't even think Mitchell. I'd probably say Levy and the directors. Really? Um, I mean, Potch is very much just the head of department, as they all are. They're, it's it's it seems to be split very squarely into into departments with each having their individual head who's the expert in that area, mm. like Mitchell and McKenzie having their own sort of departments where they head up. Um, and Poch has got that, that role as well as head coach. Um, so McDermott's obviously, he's been at the club a long time now, over 10 years, I believe, and and Levy, Levy clearly respects him and, and sees something in him. There have been rumours linking him with Man United recently, so possibly this, you could argue this is a, a, a thing to keep him at Spurs, keep yeah. him interested, keep him around. He's someone who's overseen a lot of um, improvements in our, in our academy. He's overseen the move to Hotspur Way and he's overseen the likes of Harry Kane coming to the first team. So he's doing something right. So it's been really nice to see. I mean, my understanding is that McDermott also, given that he's now got this new role of looking at how the academy players link with the first team does that then mean that he's got a say in the transfer committee as well? Because if they're looking for players to fill gaps, could he be there to sort of say, well, actually, we don't need this player because we've got this lad in the academy
4: who's knocking on the door, <laughs> ready to move up? Oh, That's made me think of um, Tim Sherwood talking about Suarez <laughs> yeah. all over and over again.
3: <laughs> Jesus, wet. Yeah, you'd like to think that he'd have
4: some involvement in it, but no, it's interesting. We'll see how it kind of plays out. It's going to be good. I've never really had him speak, so I don't know what he's like.
0: McDermott he's a very stern man, very... Very stern, more than very.
5: I've I've heard he's very shouty. I've heard one or two stories. (laughs) I I,
0: I liked him when I met him, but I was scared of him. I was very. Mm. That's good, you want
3: that. You want a bit of. You need a bit of Authority. uh, He's certainly got authority. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he
5: dishes out bollocking.
3: You get that with coaches in general. And I would like to say, even. You hear it in all types of different sports. There's got to be an element of respect, but there's also got to be a little element of, of fear. You know, there's gotta be something that drives that drives people on. I'm not wanting to be letting people down and-,
5: and considering how easy it is even as a youth player to make quite a bit of money and for the youth player to, to be ego fueled in the sense that I could be earning that, I could be I could buy a car, I could yeah. do this. It's all an agent driven as well. A lot of these kids have got agents and you think, Wow, you've not even made it out of the academy yet and you've got an agent who's looking to maybe you know,
3: yeah.
5: force to come to pay you more money, offer you a full-time contract, or whatever else. Because back in the day, it was YTS scheme, clean boots. It was, a, it was earthier. It was, again, I don't know if that's the right word. It just felt more like it was roots, uh, grassroots, and, and players yeah. were earning <laughs> respect by getting the respect of their elders. And, 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 whereas now, I think it's very easily accessible if if you've got a talent to be rich very very quickly Mm -hmm. so it's a throwback basically to have someone who's like Takes out the cane, and starts whipping. Yeah, yeah, you were shit. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but look at look at Dele Alli. I mean, he's he's still nineteen, right? Yeah. He skipped about two, three levels
5: mm. to play yeah. for England's first team. Oh nice. No, it's insane. Tottenham's first team. But he's he, it's he just seems insane. grounded though. He he's, he's yeah. very self-aware and self-deprecating because of all these MySpace photos that come up. Yeah. He's like make he's taking the piss out of himself, and I think a lot of footballers they get to a point very early on, where they suddenly think they've made it and they go in an opposite, a very ugly direction where they think, I'm just better than you. Mm. But I think with Ali, for the minute, he's not turned. That's, still,
3: that's probably part of, of what's, what is part of having a good youth academy now and part of having a good link between a youth academy and the under 18s, 19s, uh, sorry, under-18s, under under-21s and a the first team. To be able to keep that... That feeling, that mentality amongst your youngsters, for ready for when they come mm. at you go. You could have all the talent in the world yeah. in, your, in your academy, but if you, if that link, if that fear, that respect to get from the place you're in now into the first team isn't there, then then that jump will never be made. So it's uh, it probably makes it probably makes quite a big difference.
5: Well, it's, just quickly, it's crazy where people go. Oh. Um, um. Spurs don't want to spend any money. They're going to look to promote youth. And I'm thinking, what's wrong with you? That's the ultimate dream. Mm. We've never really had that. I mean, you can go all the way back to when there was reserve leagues, which was pointless because no one gave a shit performance-wise because it just felt like, oh, let's keep our fitness up. Then you kind of shifted away from that because squads became a bit more streamlined and it was all about the younger players and development squads and loaning them out, getting experience... And now with hotspur it feels like it's getting to the point where there's a connection, like you said, from top to bottom. I have Pochettino watches all the games, apparently, or he's involved. He knows who... And you'd expect that, really, because you want to see, at some point, players getting promoted and getting their chance. And, and we've seen that more than ever now. And that's, I, I, th- I, I like that, because it's you're going to get more players like Harry Kane, potentially and Pochettino's also
0: got a spy in the ranks because I don't know if you heard but oh. his son is playing under 15 football with Spurs at the moment wow. Wow. He's, uh, he's in the academy and he's been playing for us in the Riga Cup in Latvia uh, apparently he hasn't been that great but oh! <laughs> but it's kind of encouraging in a way that Pochettino sees the academy as such a good thing that he'll put his own son in yeah. there trust him with our, with our youth coaches mm. and Yes, yeah, it's, it's it's nice in a way that he's kind of seeing firsthand what those young players go through because yeah. he's he's seeing it through his son's eyes. Okay, so we, I mean we've spoken a lot about the the upcoming matches, but we're recording at eight thirty on Monday evening, and there's transfer deadline day madness going on around us. Jim Whoa. White swinging his yellow tie around his head.
4: I would have said that we we're all yellow, but um, we're, we're not.
0: Oh, hold on, mm-hmm.
5: Jim White is swinging his tie around his head. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there a chair involved here? <laughs> <laughs> Wobbly chair, maybe? <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> not as far as I'm aware. I mean, I'm, I'm checking my Twitter feed constantly to find out what's going on with Jim White, but there's, there's not been much mention of him this year, actually. Yeah. Which I'm,
5: no, There's, well, there's nothing uh, going on transfer-wise at the minute either. No. So.
0: Very quiet day from Spurs' perspective, which I think we probably all expected because when was the last time we had a busy deadline day? It's, it feels like a long time since we've done much. Having said that, there's been a few players going out today. it has been a few
4: loans. Many kids, yeah.
0: Mostly kids, yeah. Um, so over the course of the window, we've seen McAvoy join York join uh, York permanently. Coulthurst joined Peterborough permanently. Velkovic today joined Werder Bremen permanently. Townsend, as we know, has gone to Newcastle. And then there's the two loans in Fazio going to Sevilla and Alex Pritchard going to West Brom.
3: The Pritchard going to West Brom is an interesting one. I think, because um, I think when we talking a couple of weeks ago, I think uh, I'd read some of it, it looked like he was going to go back on loan to the Championship. Um so it's nice that he's gone out to a Premier League team. Um, surprised me that it's West Brom with with everything that's been going on yeah. you to think between well, the between what, the two clubs. Well as soon as I means, saw though? that I thought, oh I don't know, you know, yeah, we've what... we've got Berrehina, let's give let's give him a little let's give him Pritch for a, a half a season. But that's obviously not what's going on. So it's interesting they're mm. obviously I reckon Peace and Danny are probably good mates, aren't they really? They just uh, they just had a little media falling out. Rest of it. This is fine. It. How,
5: how much of it has been exaggerated and, and has, really yeah. exaggerated by the supporters? I mean, we we usually have a go at tabloids and Sky Sports, especially for taking a story and really making it out to be more than what it is, with by misquoting or misdirection. But then we're quite happy to dismiss it when it does when it suits us. But then when it hit when it fits the context of our anger, we're like, "Well, oh, Levy again. He's fucking it up. He's had he's had." Since the days of Berbatov to find a, a sign a striker, which ain't actually true, but anyway, and it's it's that kind of that kind of mist, you know, never like read. It. It's, it's that fun. kind of mist that that clouds a, a hell of a lot because we've sent we've we've done a deal with them basically, but then maybe their professionalism is this is a player that has nothing to do yeah, with that exactly protected transfer. Therefore, you know, pre go on loan this other geezer, you ain't getting him unless you bid 30 million quid, so... Um, I mean, with the Berahino thing, I think
4: it'd be a bit more, it'd be symbolic that we are trying to address a problem if we sign him. But I don't think we'd, if we did sign him, I don't think we'll see the best of him for another month or two. Um, I mean, the Dembele, um, the Fulham Dembele, um, it's disappointing that that's fallen through. I mean, there's rumours that might still be alive. Um,
5: But would either play a hit hit the ground running. Um, which is it goes on to another separate argument because you can say we're, we're still not buying the, the right striker for the for the but conundrum that we're in where we need a second striker. If,
4: if Harry Kane is subbed off or is not playing the game, I'd rather have a striker. Oh, 100%. Not, yeah. I mean, Son and Chadley can fill in and that's fine. But if Kane misses three or four games in a row and they've got a forged 9 that's, that's, that's not ideal. And, um... The striker situation is something that's gone on for the last four or five windows, um. I think in recent years I've signed um Soldado, then Adebayor before that, then so Crouch before that, good onto half the season. You know, so we've, what, not, we've had a handful. What's the problem?
5: a seriously. But do you not is the problem a financial one, which I don't think it can be because we we paid about that 40 million up front for Soldado and it went up to about 25 million in the end or whatever it was. Um what, what, what's the issue at hand? Because Dembele at Fulham and and the, uh, the other publicised targets, you would think they're the only strikers in world football exactly, that yeah. we've touted. So either we really want these two and the club are, are, are saying, you know what, we'll wait until next season regardless of the position we're in, which is obviously why everyone's seething because we're thinking this position might not happen next season yeah. with Pep at City and with other teams maybe getting into shape. So it, it, it's a tricky one, because it isn't really Levy... Did I pronounce that right, Wendy? <laughs> spot on, we, spot on. It, it's not that... Oh, DearMrLevy.com, <laughs> by the way, if anyone's forgotten, because I'm hardly ever on. Um, it's not about Levy not spending money, because we do fucking spend... The club does spend money, but it's... it's Like T said, why can't we... It, like in the summer, the first day the window is open, say, this is these are the strikers we want, bid for your number one target, move on to the next... I'm complete. I, I completely agree that there's something fundamentally weird about how we we deal with this, especially after buying Soldado and thinking we've got a, we've got a striker here, and it flopped. You know, are we scared? What? Well, that's the longest question. I've asked.
3: <laughs> I think it boils down to, in my opinion, one of two things. It's either, like you say, we went Soldado route paying money it hasn't worked yeah. for going for that 27, 28, 29 year old sort of striker that we feel is is proven that, we we'll, yeah. that we feel we will come to Tottenham when we're not in the Champions League and is willing to, to stay until we get into Champions League and we've gone you know what we've been stung by that before we can't I don't want to go or we don't want to go through that again so we're going to look at younger players and we're going to develop I mean you know Pochettino you know mentioned people like because I was still in and Sharon Harrison by name didn't he the other the other day you know whether they're going to go that route and go long term or they are absolutely 100% determined that whoever we go for next if it's going to be over this you know this 10 to 15 million pound mark that they talked about last time that the trust met up with them if it's going to be anything other above that it's got to be right and we've yeah. got to be a
4: thousand percent sure that this is what we want and maybe they're not but then how can they not be sure of a four or five windows though? That's 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 but what that's what the... In
0: fairness though, it's now a separate team doing the recruiting. So mm. although it's four or five windows to us, it's one or two windows to Mitchell and Mackenzie and Co. Yeah. It's it's N- we, you have it. to remember that. And and also we're at a point now where we're 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 trying to sign strikers to play in a top four team because that's what we want to be. But we still can't afford to pay the wages of the other top four teams. So we've It's like we're trying to sign players, but we've got one hand tied behind our back. We can't do what we want to do until we've got the new stadium, because then we'll be able to finance the kind of players we want to buy. Okay, so Mitchell and McKenzie should have meant that we'll be able to unearth these gems earlier and get them in, and that's been the slight disappointment, that we haven't had some kind of wild card. Eastern European striker who's been pulling up trees without us even realising it. That's where I've been slightly disappointed. But essentially are we really going to buy a striker at this point who can fill in better than Chadli or Son? Like you said, if we'd signed Dembele, it would have been nice to be able to bring him on in the last 10 minutes, but realistically, that probably wouldn't have happened. He'd have brought Son or Chadli on for the last 10 minutes of games. I mean,
4: being a touch facetious here, um, Leicester top of the league. They've brought Damari Gray in, who we could have bought ourselves. That's, that's by the by. And they're in for like Remy. Remy. They've already got Uchoa, Okazaki and, and Vardy up front. So I don't understand why it's that much of a struggle for us to find at least one player who can who can do the job. Now, yeah. now the other point I'm going to make is that in the last window we bought Son for twenty-two million, and we bought Clinton and Jai who can fill in the striker. So they've at least partly fixed that situation, but you can't but feel a little bit disappointed that we've not sorted out in in, in this window.
5: Uh, exactly. Right, I've got, <laughs> a point. I've got a point, my brain's trying to catch up with my with my mouth or the other way around, whatever. Um, what Windy said, we know, we've seen it before. <laughs> we, 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 <laughs> exactly, we, exactly, and what Windy said <laughs> was a good start. Yes, T and Windy, whatever they just said. Um, when we've seen players before, there's this thing about, why isn't he play? why isn't he starting him? And so they go through this... You know they, they go through the preparation until they're ready and they slot into the team. It's, it's patient, it's methodical, and it works because they're disciplined, they know their role, their instructions, whatever else. But at the same time, and I know we're changing as a team, we're more professional, but you've got to speculate as well. And, and what Leicester do, and if they've got a bunch of strikers they're already and they, they're topping up, you think Tottenham, a club in Tottenham's position, surely we can find someone somewhere that can come in and do a job, even if it's... A stopgap, which might not please a lot of people, because everyone wants the world. They want top-class striker who's going to be with us, with us mm. for five years. You can't have everything. If you want a striker, this could win us the league. This is my point. There's got to be a little bit of far. no, but that's my but point. Is it? Exactly, there, there, yeah, is it? There has to be a little bit of fuck it. B- bid an extra five million for this guy, and he could be the difference. And we make the money back if we win the league. He'd be a hero. And, and this, that's, but it's almost like we're so deliberate, and I get it. We're so deliberate because we've had fifteen years where we've kind of stumbled upon players by accident, and we've we've found gems and lost them. We've had to rebuild, and I get that Levy has overseen all of it, so he's always going to be responsible. But he's always got his director of football he can blame, or the coach that gets the sack, and and you can you can get lost in 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 trying to work it all out. But at this point in time, where we are, the fact we've only got Kane. And I get what you're saying, Wendy, with with the fact that we've got players that are in the squad and know they can do... That's fair enough. The only thing that I will say to counter that, if we don't sign anyone by the time this pod is finished and we've gone home and 11 11 o'clock has passed, at the start of the season, we never expected to get to this position now based on the fact that we didn't have a defensive midfielder. We had Harry, second season syndrome, Kane, potentially. We never predicted it and yet we've got here, there's nothing to, to to disprove the fact that the second part of the season won't produce something completely new, a new catalyst out of nowhere for us. Mm-hmm. It's a risk, because if Kane does get injured, then we're, 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 we're in trouble. So to simplify it, buy, buy, buy someone who can just offer some backup. There's got to be someone in the fucking league that can in the do world. that. Yeah. It, it, it's... <laughs> And, and I get why people lose their shit over it. I'm a little bit more balanced and controlled because I kind of think it is what it is. It's, t- it's it, for some reason this is our this is the issue that we've never been able to fix. But I, I, I'm a bit like you. I
3: don't almost I almost don't know how what to feel about it all now because I understand again, like you say, why people. <laughs> Are angry about it because this is the if we're going to have a chance at the league, you know, and why why shouldn't we talk like this? Then this is the best chance we've got. And you're absolutely right. Enoch are, uh an investment company, so someone like Berahino, who's 21 years old, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's, he's a young. So man. you could like to think that there's a as much opportunity for them to be able to earn that back as possible. Um So, so that's something that, that strikes me as a bit strange as well. But then I'm also exactly the same as you. I think you know what at the start of the year I was furious we didn't sign a defensive midfielder mm. and look what's happened I was furious that we didn't um that we didn't seem to have a uh, a way of playing or an identity at the end of last year um and now suddenly it's here so yeah I, I'm the same as you I'm hoping that there's another catalyst and, and it could well be but I don't I'm not saying it's right that we haven't signed another striker but I'm also not Is, as angry as I would be because yeah. I think there could be something it's that pops up that we don't it's, know about it's yet it's
5: dangerous now. relying on 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 you know or something else to sort of break through. Um, Enix motivation isn't to win trophies,
4: isn't to win us the league. They all they're there for is to make a profit. They're an investment company. So um oh, so um, where did that come from? So I don't think they give breaking a sh- news. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think they, give, they don't give a shit if we get another strike or not. So. I don't know whether that's the case. I'm, I'm like a broken record. I said the save transfer window. and just...
3: They must be thinking, though, as an as investment that want to make money, they go, you know what? Look at us. We're in fourth. Five points clear. Sat in fourth. This is a great opportunity to make sure that we have got another 40, 50, 60 million quid coming into the coffers next year for the sake of us spending an extra... Spending—we're already fifty million quid in profit over the last five seasons of transfer spending. Anyway, for the sake of us spending twenty million now, if it guarantees us Champions League football and brings it another sixty, you know I know it's a really simplistic way of looking at it, but it's
5: you'd think that there's well, there's another reasons. Another striker
4: there. does almost guarantee us Champions League football, and they've not yeah. bought him. That's
5: what I'm saying. That's, that's why I'm confused. Just just on the subject of enink or Enic, <laughs> <No. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> windy. Well, I'm
0: going with E-nick. Yeah, E-nick.
5: Okay. um you're saying that are oh, they're in there to make profit, and like there's probably better ways to make the 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 margin of profit that they're making than a football club and i, I think that there's when you've got someone like Joe Lewis, who is a billionaire, he probably sees this as a, as a pet project as well as an investment. The money he's going to earn from from selling Tottenham potentially at their peak is is going to be monstrous, but at the same time it's it's look at what look at our legacy. And I think that ego must play in it. I can't believe, as much as we we hate on Levy and 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 and, 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 and them for their profit and the net spend bullshit, and uh, you know they're getting richer and whatever else. I think there's got to be an element where they're thinking if we build this stadium, and this happens and that happens, the company's going to be the company. Fuck me, man. Listen to football club is going to be huge, and for them to them walk away and say. There you go, 61,000 capacity stadium. You've won the league three years on the trot. Fuck, fuck all of you. This is I've taken my profit, but look at what you've got now. Mm. You've got history. I can't believe that they're that um, calculated, that they, they really don't give a shit about progressing the team. Progressing the team will get us somewhere, and I don't think we've been able to do that really because of Sky Sports top four, the golf that was there, you know, our journey began in 2006 under Martin Yo. as a football team we've progressed even with Ramos in the middle there and, and a few more hiccups we've got better maybe other teams have got worse but we're, we're progressing in the right way and I think only now can we improve on that and again to, to wrap it all up yeah sure buy another striker still doesn't guarantee fuck all because we could buy another striker and Kane could get injured we've still got one striker so it, it's it's you know I don't think there's no fucking answer yeah, to it, yeah. man it's it's it's, it's difficult. Mm. The answer is
4: bar striker man. <laughs>
5: That's a fucking answer. All right, we've done enough from the
0: transfer uh. window thing.
4: I mean, it, it, that noise just sums it up. <laughs> it? Yeah.
0: it feels like we've had the same conversation every window. Sorry, every it's window. because I'm on it. I've not been uh, on no,
5: for a long time. No, no, it's time, good. Then. It's
0: good. What everything you said then is right, and it's 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 the thing is it's easy to see you can you can understand both sides of the argument. And people that are very aggressively one side or the other, I, I don't think they're they need to see the bigger picture because you can very easily see this from Levy's perspective as well. Yeah. he's kind of done everything right this time. He's just given full control to Potentino, and that's working wonders. So in a way, let it happen naturally. Yeah. Don't don't worry about it. Um, we've got a question from Sta underscore JB on Twitter who says, "Would you consider the season a failure if we fail to win a trophy?" And we've just been talking a little bit then about, you know, winning the league and things. But do, what do you think? Do you, if if we don't win something, if we've got nothing to sort of show for this this wonderful season we've had, is that failure?
4: Um no, it's not it's not failure as such. Um we reached the cup final last year, albeit a little fortunately, but we did anyway. Um I think the FA Cup is, is, is definitely winnable, as is the as Europa League. Um, the club has made progress. I think the form of Eric Dyer in defensive midfield has been a, been a huge success. But the next three, four months is very important. And um, if if Pochettino leaves Tottenham without a trophy, I think that would be a bit of a failure. That's be, more, more than this season.
3: Yeah, it would be a shame. This year, I think, because of this team almost blossoming to an extent, it it would i'd it'd be a real shame if we don't do something of no i think as much as we take the piss out of the whole you know Venga finishing fourth being a trophy thing i think for this this season oh. with this group of lads finishing fourth could be i'm not saying it it is i'm just saying in the context of this season that finishing in that top four. Could be a trophy, like a trophy for for those guys. Because I can't don't believe in something. I know, I know. But once read a different way. Yeah, probably. But once just said,
0: top fours are everything. That would have covered uh, it. No, no.
3: But because I'm just saying that if if for whatever reason we lose in a final here or a semi final there, these boys, these this young, the youngest average team in the Premier League, with all of the stats as we were saying, kind of top of every seems every stat league, lowest goals conceded in probably Premier League history when it comes to Tottenham. I, I think that would be an achievement. So we've got, but there's no reason why we can't do it all.
5: Okay, Give me again, it all again. This this discussion is is a tricky one because as supporters, all you want is the glory of silverware. You want that cup final because it's iconic. It's in your memory forever. If, if you go, if you're lucky to go to the final, and it's in the history books, and it's silverware, and it does consolidate a winning mentality because everything we've done this season. Personally, I think it's it, even at this point, without knowing what's going to happen in the last. 15 games plus cup games. It's been a success in terms of getting the team into into shape to be able to build on this foundation and go and get, str- and get stronger and stronger. But then what you've got, sort of pushing up against that, is the supporters desperate for, for something. And you see it every season... If we fuck it up, that'd be it. And you know, how can we be this close? And you see it, especially with getting into the Champions League or getting for a final. There's this desperation like, this is the only opportunity that we'll ever have. And if it falls, and the thing is, that's always been the case with Spurs because we've had world class players that get picked and then we've got rebuild. Because I think the, the difference this time is that every player for now is content and he's pushing in the right direction. They know they're onto something. They believe they're onto something. Some of us believe they're onto something. And I don't think it's, it's, it's something that's going to arrive this season. A cup final this season, and especially the FA Cup, which was synonymous right. with us, if we won that on top of maybe finishing fourth, for me, that would be like, that. that is a step. Oh, it would be for me as well. For, it's really? a step to push on because the players have, have got a trophy... For, their, their, for what they've done, and that's pulled together, they've pulled together to, to give us a team, a, a, an actual team that you can look at and think, you know, they don't lose that often, they don't fear, they don't fear losing, they they love to fucking win, and they're going places. And I think it's important. I wrote all about this. I've been I've been blogging gold recently. None of you <laughs> wankers read my blog, so <laughs> you know about anywhere. But I read, the, I read the, every the, single one. The, the, the blog I posted maybe this morning called Smile is. is touched upon what you said that it's, it's we're in a good oh, really? place we're in a good place we, we are pushing we are going somewhere but we, we, we probably need the supporters to really believe that and the only way you're going to get supporters believing that in, in modern football is by getting a cup final and winning something and then it, it gives you that it just gives you that extra pride and, and belief if, if you're not that way inclined to start off with
0: when I watched Ledley lift the uh, League Cup and I was with my dad, and I couldn't look at him because I knew that if I looked at him, I'd just burst into tears. <laughs> so I was looking away, and, there, and there's a tear creeping out the corner of my eye. That was amazing. When I watched the cup draw yesterday, I had I, I allowed myself a little daydream. and I just, I, cried. I just I just I cried. I just... <laughs> I, just so <laughs> I just drifted away briefly, and I just imagined all, all of our players now who we've grown oh. to love across this season because they're... Uh, you know, they—they they seem like a really nice bunch of lads. We're properly behind them, especially Kane. Wing C. <laughs> yeah,
3: it was quite <laughs> glorious. Those videos—they were really, really good. But can
0: you imagine if we did win the FA Cup this year, and we saw Larice lifting it, and we saw Kane lifting it? And the FA Cup saw... is extra
3: special, as much as the League Cup is, is a trophy, is a trophy, is a trophy. The FA Cup they're... was
0: always our trophy. That was our, yeah. that was our cup. Imagine if we got to see this team who yeah. we've, we've fallen back
4: in love with this year. I probably wouldn't be able to breathe through crying yeah. so much. <laughs> but,
5: but this is the point because all those players that you've grown to love that that has really given Spurs... We've, we've got our an identity this season, we, we've created an identity and there's so many players in the team that you genuinely w- w- would want by the side of you if, you if you're going into fucking battle. Do you know what I mean? Someone like Dyer. I, I, want, I want him by my side all the, the toe, toe, time toe, toe, I love him even more now that. he was
3: at the boxing on Saturday night yeah, love really. him even more Dyer and Mason and Basong
5: weirdly the three of them together funny <laughs> um, but them th- them being associated with a trophy almost consolidates the, the memory that you will have of them forever because they're not point. just great players that then go go off and do better things for other clubs they're great play. They become great players by winning something yeah, exactly. that you can then tr- uh, cherish. So th- these are the things that that, that matter the most. We, th- winning something is is what football should be about. But also loving your team and enjoying the team and in- and appreciating the journey because you can be miserable all this season and at the end of it you'd be miserable all this season, complaining about everything regardless of how well we've been doing. At The end of it, we win the league. You are going to look back and think, well, what the fuck? But, people process it in a different way I'm not saying by the way if you're miserable and bemoan a a lot a lot of what we do and whatever that you're not in any way as supportive of the club as someone else it, I, I get it Fuck the caveat oh,
4: man. Just say what you're saying
5: You're man. all a bunch of cunts There you go. Support the team Right really we've right.
4: had a bit Of a battery faux pas <laughs> I think
0: Slabs flab, uh, hung us out to dry here And left us with a battery Low on charge But it's fine We've got enough juice To finish it off Did, did, did the, the, the yeah, bit about we, me Calling everyone a cunt <laughs> Get recorded <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It didn't But you've just ruined it now Yeah You said it There you go Shit So,
3: <laughs> so that's what happened Pete. Yeah
0: so, before the battery dies, um, thank you for a right. solid podcast in Flab's absence. <laughs> <What>, solid <laughs> <laughs>
5: <What? laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it solid. Solid like a shit that's, <laughs> that's basically stuck in a toilet and can't be flushed. Well, d- body shit. We yeah, mark. We've, we've tried our best because we love our
3: listeners. We're not just going to let like a little thing like half not we, be in We hold that us battery back. died. Oh, we've not been talking for 20 minutes No, now, no, right? no, no, no it was sorry. only just. Oh, but like uh, we, we've tried to do our best for you. So we hope
5: it's. Talk. Talk. Why does a battery keep going if, if it's plugged in? I don't, uh, I don't, don't understand the, the logistics.
0: It's fine. We've got to finish. Thanks for listening. Buy the fanzine. Leave us some reviews.
2: Not this one. Not on this one. Don't review this
5: pod.